Thank you, Jim and Susanna. That was just really, really good. Those of you that are interested in the Christmas Child, Operation Christmas Child shoebox, we have plenty of boxes out there in the foyer area. You're welcome. There are instructions as to how to fill them. And they all include, in the language of the people, gospel uh, tracks, magazines, etc., for children. So you need to know that. Now, what you, I'm standing on is a work in progress, and I want to thank the trustees for all the work they're doing on this platform area. Just like you and me, it's a work in progress, but unfortunately, we won't be finished as fast as this one will. You know? So, Ephesians 1, verses 13 and 14. The Holy Spirit's work in our salvation. And you were also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in, in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possessions to the praise of his glory. Let's pray. Our most gracious Father, we're here for one purpose, one purpose alone, and that's to worship you in spirit and in truth. And so, Lord, a part of that worship is to receive your truth, to act on it responsibly, to be faithful in discharging what it is that you would have us to do. And I thank you for the decisions being made even now, and I thank you for those that will become public and visible. Father, may we honor and glorify you with our obedience and our faithfulness. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For those of you that are just joining us, uh, we have already embarked on a series of studies on the Holy Spirit. So many people don't understand about the Holy Spirit. Uh, I think the wording Holy Ghost has thrown a lot of us when we were children, kind of scared half of us. But uh, it is not something that we should shy away from. The Holy Spirit is not only experienced by a certain uh, group of people, a denomination, a church, uh, uh, anything, any mindset or pursuit it's the holy spirit is operative and lives in every person who has trusted jesus christ as his or her lord and savior we've talked about the work of the holy spirit being the work that that is operative in us jesus told the disciples john 14 15 and 16 that it is necessary for you that i go away for if i do not go away the Comforter, the Paraclete, the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But if I go away, I will send him unto you that where I am, there he's going to be. So it is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Now, am I off? No? Good. So now we come to the, the act of, of the Holy Spirit in salvation. Through John 14, 15, and 16, we've already learned that the part of the work of the Holy Spirit is to teach us, to rebuke us, to reprove us, to encourage us, and we have learned that the Holy Spirit is God with us. He's there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, where uh, you can contact Him wherever you are, whenever you want to. So He is he is, he is the Spirit of God. He is one in three, three in one. He is part of the Trinity, but He resides not only with us, but in us as true believers. 
Now I want you to see his work in salvation. Verse 13 says, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth. You heard the word of truth. You heard the gospel. And the Bible says that the gospel of your salvation, the good news, we heard the word of truth. The word of truth is the truth about God, His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, and His his atonement, sacrificial death on the cross. We heard about Jesus. We heard who He was. We came to that point where we had heard the gospel story from not only the Christmas story, but through Easter and beyond. We heard the truth about Jesus Christ. We know that He is the only begotten Son of God. We know that He is the only way to the Father. We know that He is the only way, the only truth, and the only life that exists. We understand that. We've heard the seven I am's of Jesus. We heard this from the time that we were a child, perhaps, up until now. Some of us, late in life, absolutely. But we heard the word of truth. We heard about the sacrifice of Jesus, the Lamb of God. And we heard the truth about ourselves. And what's that truth? It is simply that we are sinners. Nobody likes to hear that word sinner today. You just heard Franklin Graham talking about sinner. I hope you felt uneasy in your seat because that's exactly who we are. The Bible says that there's none righteous, no, not one. For all we like sheep have gone astray, turn everyone to his own way. The Bible says that that we have sinned, we have disobeyed God, we have gone in a different direction, we are separated from God in our sin. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So here we are, we learn the truth about ourselves as well. The truth about ourselves is that we have sinned, we have disobeyed God, we have become estranged or separated from God as a result of our sin. How do we reach God? We can only reach Him through Jesus Christ, through our faith in Him, our belief in Him, our willingness to follow Him in faithfulness. So there we are. We've learned a lot. We heard. We believed. We came to that place where we said, Lord, I know that I'm a sinner I know that that it's only through the grace of God by faith in Jesus Christ that I can come to know you, and I am presenting myself to you today for that purpose. Now, when that happened, when you truly trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Bible says you were sealed. Having believed, once you believed in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Bible says you were marked in Him with a seal. Now, what's a seal? It's an act of, it is a sign of ownership. In the ancient days, if they would send a, an official document or letter or package from a, a government official or somebody, a king, his emissary, it always had a seal on it indicating that this was from that particular person. Normally they took their signet ring and, and put it into the clay or, or whatever substance that they had to seal that document to indicate that this is an official thing. So the seal was something that that illustrated or that symbolized or that absolutely identified the ownership of that particular package. Romans 4.30 says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you are sealed 
for the day of redemption. 2 Corinthians 1.22 says, He anointed us, set His seal of ownership on us, and put His spirits in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. So this seal that we have on our lives as, as followers and believers of Jesus Christ is, represents the ownership of God over us. We are His. We are bought with a price. We have come to know Christ, and now His seal of approval is the Holy Spirit in our life that has been placed there as a seal of ownership. You're no longer your own, the Bible says. You've been bought with a price. And that price, of course, was the blood and body of Jesus Christ, whom we will symbolize here very shortly. So here we are today. You understand that there is, after we believed, the Holy Spirit came into our lives. Now, when He came into our lives, that was a seal. Now, the seal became our security as well. Look with me, if you will, at the rest of that. He is a deposit. The Holy Spirit is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of His glory. We, as believers in Jesus Christ, are secure. Secure. I want you to hear that. Now, the issue is not whether, you, uh, whether you're secure or insecure in that sense. The issue is whether you have truly trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because if you've truly trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have the Holy Spirit living in you. And if you have the Holy Spirit living in you, the Holy Spirit is the mark of the Father of His ownership over us, that we are His children. And secondly... He guarantees our redemption through the Holy Spirit. I hope you see that because time and time again, I, I talk to people who believe that they can lose their salvation. You can't lose your salvation. If you have truly believed in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you cannot lose your salvation because the Holy Spirit is the guarantee by the Father that we will be ultimately, completely, and absolutely redeemed. The believer belongs to God and is safe and protected for eternity. Now this Holy Spirit is given as a down payment. The Greek word for that is arabon, and that word literally had a strong meaning in ancient times. It was somebody, today we talk about a down payment. In those days it was extremely serious. Because let's just say, for the sake of illustration, that someone wanted to buy a cow. They give a down payment, an arabone, this down payment, guaranteeing the full purchase price of that cow. Now, if something happens to the purchaser, the person that bought the cow, then it was their family's responsibility to carry out that pledge until it was fulfilled, paid in full. Do you see the importance of that? It was legally binding. The family could be arrested and thrown in jail if they did not fulfill the terms of that particular covenant. Well, the Holy Spirit is given as a deposit guaranteeing our full redemption. Look at uh, chapter 1, verse 7. He says, in Him, in Jesus, 
we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that He lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. Well, for your purposes and for mine, the Holy Spirit is God's absolute guarantee that we will be fully redeemed. The word redemption is that word that means to go into a slave market, take the purchase price of a slave, and then set him free. That's what the word redeem comes from, to pay the full price of the value of, an, of a slave or an individual or an item, and then set it free. Jesus said in John 10, 28 through 30, I have given them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. And you're saying, yeah, but if it's a covenant, if it's a purchase price, what if we don't pull our end of the bargain? Well, we never do. For we are sinners, each and every one of us. We have sinned. We, we will sin because we are not perfect in this life. This fleshly life that we live is imperfect. We're not fully redeemed yet. We have been bought with a price. God guarantees us. He is the one that says, regardless of what you do, now keep in mind that we who know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior do all we can to fulfill uh, our walk and our commitment to the Lord. But when we sin, when we disobey God, when we fall short of the glory of God, then the Bible says that God still keeps up His end of the bargain. He is the one who guarantees. He's given the Holy Spirit to demonstrate and to prove His ownership on you and me. It is Him who guarantees that that covenant, that purchase price, will be fully redeemed one day. Even though we don't keep our end of the bargain, God is perfect, He is good, He is just, He is righteous, He is truthful, and He will keep His end of the bargain. And what was that? To guarantee our ultimate, complete, and final redemption. That He's going to come in this marketplace of slaves called planet Earth, and He's going to buy us out of that marketplace of slavery to sin through the blood of His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, and through the blood of His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, we are and will be ultimately fully redeemed. Okay? Paul said to young Timothy, I know in whom I have believed. I am persuaded, what does he say? That I am able to keep everything that I've committed to him. Amen. No, he didn't say that at all. Paul said, I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he, God, through Jesus Christ, is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I know that I'm, I'm going to weaken on my covenant relationship with the, with the Lord. I know that I'm going to break my vows. I know that, that I'm going to sin and fall short of the glory of God. I understand that. But praise be to God by grace through my faith in Jesus Christ. It is God the Father that has fully redeemed me. And it is Him who's going to keep the covenant relationship right. And He will ultimately fulfill it when I'm in His presence. But the Holy Spirit... He's there to prove it. He's God's seal on your heart. 
somebody asks you, I don't know, uh, you're no longer an orphan. If you've lost your parents, you're no longer an orphan. If you have trusted in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're a member of God's eternal family, His forever family. You're it. You're it. And as a child of God, God is saying, my children won't go to hell. My children will spend all eternity with me. And I am, am reserving the very best of eternity for each and every one. Why? Because of His grace. Not because you're so good looking. Not because you have done so many wonderful things. Not because you haven't missed a Sunday ever. Not because of any of the good things that you think that you have done that you deserve to know to go to heaven. It's all because of the grace that we have in Jesus Christ our Lord. It is grace and His mercy that allows us to experience this kind of commitment. Wow. So now, we believed in Jesus Christ. We were sealed by faith in Him. And by faith in Him, God has placed the Holy Spirit in each and every heart of the person who has believed in Him. So, time and again, I'm getting calls from people who are on death's door asking if I would come and help them understand, Do I, am I really saved? Do I, am I really going to heaven? What is it like? And, and how do I know if I'm saved or not? Read Ephesians. Read Ephesians here as well as Ephesians 4.30. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you have been sealed for the day of redemption. He anointed us, set His seal of ownership on us, and put His spirits in our heart as a deposit, as an arabone, guaranteeing what is to come. And here He said the Holy Spirit is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of His glory. Now the question is, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? If you've not trusted Him, it's not, it's not a matter of being on the church roll, folks. It's not a matter of having parents who are godly. It's not a matter of inheritance, you know? Some people think they receive salvation through osmosis. All you biology people out there. My parents were strong Christians. I'm in good shape. My wife is a godly woman. My husband is, is a, just a, a God-fearing man. And evidently, I'm going to be right there with them. That's not the way it works, folks. If you have trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, if you know that you have, you've, you've opened your heart, you've admitted your, that you're a sinner, you've confessed your sins to the Lord Jesus Christ, you've asked Him to come into your life to save you from your sins, you're there, okay? At that point, the Holy Spirit came into your life and never will leave as long as you're on planet Earth. You have the Holy Spirit who is the seal of your redemption, the down payment guaranteeing the fulfillment of the covenant God made with you through His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. So do you know Him today? This invitation is for you, for each and every one who may have questions. Maybe you're not sure 
Maybe you've been relying on relationships with people here on earth as far as your walk with the Lord. Well, today, get that cleared. Get that clarified. Today, open your hearts and minds to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here, you've never trusted Jesus Christ, or maybe you have. Maybe you've never followed him in public profession of faith or baptism by immersion, which is a statement of faith, a public testimony. Maybe you're looking for a church home. This is where the Lord leading you. This is where you need to be. For each and every one of us, this invitation is for you and for all of us. It's a time of praise and thanksgiving to the Lord Jesus Christ that in spite of who we are, in spite of our inabilities and our weaknesses and our sins, God will guarantee to those of us that have trusted in Him, I'm not only there with you through the Holy Spirit, but because of the Holy Spirit, I am guaranteeing your full redemption. Let's pray. Our most gracious Father, we just praise you for who you are and we thank you for this fantastic day that you've given us. Be with us now. May we honor you, Lord, through these decisions that we make. And Lord, thank you. Thank you above all for each and every one. For it's in Jesus' precious name we pray these things. Amen. Would you stand with me and let's sing the hymn of invitation. I'll be here at the front to pray with you about any decision the Lord lays on your heart.